I hate Into the Woods because I was in it in high school and my girlfriend broke up with me in the middle of production and left me for her co-star, the baker's wife. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Nick Glover, Tim Wick, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we are discussing new Christmas movies for 2022. We're going to talk about a bunch of movies, but most importantly, Violent Night. Ho, ho, ho. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Hey, and welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Nick Glover, joined as always by my co-hosts, Tim Wick. Jingle, jingle. And Molly Glover. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and we're joined by a friend of the show and frequent guest, Wendy Bullsby. Hey, hey, hey. Or should I say ho, ho, ho? No, I said ho, ho, ho. God damn it, Wendy. <laughs> God, I'm so sorry. Oh. And if you couldn't tell, uh, we, we are going to do an episode about Christmas movies. Some new I ones. Guess. Ho- holiday movies. Holiday. No, they're Christmas. They're, they're all Christmas these are all Christmas movies. movies. Yeah. Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. One one of them has the nerve to call itself a holiday special, and and that's a lie. <laughs> it's a um, fucking lie. I actually deliberately, when I write it out, write out Xmas because yeah. I'm an atheist. Me too. Um, I unless the Xmas. title it is Christmas. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. always like I always Xmas. write Xmas. I sometimes will say Xmas if I'm feeling silly. Sassy. Sassy. Yeah. So, I'll even like um, an Xmas. I even like put the appropriate oh, yeah. like oh, article yeah. in front of it. It's like, an Xmas celebration. So, uh, uh, Wendy and Tim, you two are are movie nerds, and you had a, a social uh, movie outing late, later. So, or earlier. So, there's a couple that you've seen that we'll get to a little bit later. But first, we've all seen on Disney Plus the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And and uh I mean we're going to spoil it a bit but I mean it's a holiday special so I mean it's not like we're spoiling phase 5 for you here or anything yeah. like I think it's, <laughs> I think it's Honestly, probably safe to listen. Do you have a social media account? It's already been spoiled for you. Yeah. yeah true. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, Kevin Bacon. I Boy, I so I will admit I I uh, I don't watch a lot of holiday specials because I generally find them to be a little hackneyed. But this one uh, was that. Yes, it was. It, 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 it was fine. Uh, I've seen a lot of people getting really excited about how good the songs were. I love the old 97s. Like they're a band I very much enjoy, and this made me sad <laughs> like, to see. Um, I thought the songs were just okay. I thought the songs were, how's this? I find it very predictable how many geeks I know are like, best Christmas song ever. And I'm like, well, of course, because like it it said all the things you wanted it to say. It said all the geek things. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. As a musical aficionado, it's a catch tune. Yep. I like it a lot. Yep. It's definitely it. been immediately added to my Holly Jolly playlist. Best Christmas song? No, no. It, Adorable. So- I, I feel like formula wise, this with the animated little bits in it, it kind of it kind of remind me of the the lost Star Wars holiday special a little bit. Oh God, no, no God. I mean, not in terms of quality, <laughs> but just That's like trauma. I feel like they were kind of going for something. Kind of the way they 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 uh, uh, 
forced the holiday plot <laughs> onto a series of things that shouldn't have anything to do with and, Christmas. And yeah, it, felt, yeah. it, felt, it felt hokey and, and goofy and, yeah. and not like a, it felt like it could easily be dismissed as non-canonical, even yeah. though I'll allow it. It is, I guess. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, go ahead, Wendy. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you, but then again, that's exactly what every Christmas special should be frankly like i don't sure. i don't need like you to make it a thing i in fact don't want you to make it a thing sure please please don't i want mm-hmm. something light and ridiculous like that is um there's another christmas movie that we watched this weekend on hbo max that really nails what it is people want from christmas movies when it talks about it which is what we want is comfort Right. Uh, we want sure. a cozy fire. We want the known. We don't want to make an effort. Right. We, mm. we want it to be safe and sweet, like like a cup of cocoa and a sugar cookie in front of a blazing fire. And I'm like, yes, that is that is exactly right. right? And, and then when you get into that your meta, I don't like. <laughs> right. And then when you get into your meta, that's when you're instead having like a spiced rum <laughs> or maybe a whiskey in front sure. of your fire. But you still want it to be cozy. Right, you still would you want say that. the uh, familiar, right? Yes, like like yeah, com- comfortable in its holiday tropes. No yeah. surprises. Tim, no surprises, even when it riffs on them, like yeah. the like like jazz. You still know it's gonna it's gonna all resolve itself at the end. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I guess uh, I uh, you know it, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is fine. It's not great. It's not not brilliant, but. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy characters are characters I, I particularly enjoy. I've enjoyed the first yeah. two Guardians of the Galaxy movies because I like those characters. And I, I sort of hearken back to the days when uh, we were getting the extended editions of The Lord of the Rings in that I don't feel that any of the extended editions are necessarily better than the original films uh, because the original films are, are tight and they tell the story that they need to tell pretty well. And the extended editions are just more of stuff I like, which is the way they built Middle Earth. And so the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is more of stuff I like. It is an hour with characters that I enjoy uh, being slightly amusing, including a considerably larger amount of Kevin Bacon than I thought I would get in a Guardians Mm -hmm. of the Galaxy holiday special. Uh, And with a couple of songs that I personally found very catchy and one of of which uh, we're likely to perform at the Dregs holiday show in just a couple of days. Um, Um, Hot take this might be my favorite guardians of the galaxy story right now and i say that because i find chris pratt interminable and this was Mm. they had chris pratt under lock and key there was so Mm. little chris prattness going on that i could enjoy myself without being frustrated plus nebula is a fucking national treasure i'm just gonna (laughs) say it nebula is my favorite and everything and always and forever. And how do you not love how much fun Kevin Bacon is having? Like, you could tell James Gunn phoned him up and he was like, fuck yeah, absolutely. I, uh, allow me to just piss on these orphans here for <laughs> <laughs> Christmas time. No, I, here's the thing is, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. I love the first two movies. They're in my, like, 
they're probably in my top 10 of all the Marvel stuff altogether because I love them so much. I love irreverent humor. This felt so forced to me that it felt like even Nebula is just barely in it. And when she's in it, it just felt like like she had her two lines or whatever that and then like cut to Nebula quick. Show her. We got Karen in the makeup, you know, <laughs> again. So I just I, I liked the stuff with Mantis. I think she's great. I don't love that Mantis and Drax are both written like uh, idiots. Yeah, they're idiots. And it was they were such idiots that it stopped being fun for me. And it was just like every scene felt like, but what about the Christmas? I have misunderstood the myth of the Christmas. And like it it just was, I don't know. I don't know. It didn't work for me, but that's all right. I I, I it's funny. You saying, Wendy, that what you want. What a what a Christmas movie or, or special should be is cozy, expected, and and familiar and safe. Uh, none of that is what I want in my fiction. Zero, <laughs> zero of, of that not. is what I want in movies, TV, or books. I want it to zag when I'm looking for a zig. I want to be surprised. I want to be like shocked and excited. So I think that's probably like right off the bat. I'm just not the person for this. I'm not the audience for this. Which is funny because I fucking love Christmas. Like, I think Nick can tell you, I am like, I am a sucker for, like, we got all the lights in the background that the radio audience can't hear. I'm like big on the (laughs) cookies. I like to, I got a bunch of dresses I wear. I've got special tights and like clips for my hair that I wear. All, I get so excited. But like, I don't like schmaltz and I don't Mm. like boring. And that's what I feel like so much of the Christmas stuff is. Which is I, why later I will talk about how much I love Spirited. Uh, I love underdog sports movies and dance uh, movies, which are pretty uh, much the same thing. And that is sure. like that bleeds over. That's why I love Christmas movies. Yeah, they're schmaltz. They're predictable. They're not high art. And I'm always fascinated with the way that they try to do something and yeah. and still like. You know what's going to happen, but we're still going to somehow make it entertain me. That, I love underdog. Like, I love underdog dance movies. That's one I like. Sports, I don't I fuck sports, but like I do like because I like watching people dance because right? I can't dance, yeah. so that's very exciting for me to see. I um, I feel like uh, a a part of my enjoyment from anything in the MCU is definitely rooted in how the universe is advanced or added to or set up. Hmm. And and this doesn't have much of that beyond the the familial reveal. Mm-hmm. And 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 that I'm I don't have a problem with that. I think that's great. I think from the jump Guardians of the Galaxy has been about family. That's been a theme throughout all the movies and to have that in the Christmas special feels super mm-hmm. spot on to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um I I feel like it could have been a a little less dumb but I realize that it's an all ages holiday special and I'm not the audience that this is for primarily. Right. Exactly. I and didn't so, go online to shit on it because yeah, I no. don't need to. That's yeah. not necessary. I don't care enough to talk shit about it. I just, it just wasn't, you know, like a hundred percent for me and that's fine. Not everything needs to be. Um, but, but I, I like, there was a lot of things I did like about it. And, and um, I feel like some of what they showed us in this Maybe combined with they released the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer right after the holiday special came out. And it sure seems like somebody's going to fucking die um, in, in, the, in, in, in Guardians in 3. Oh, could it be Chris Pratt? Uh, <laughs> I don't think we're that lucky. Uh, I think it's 
Uh, I, I mean, the MC, yeah. the, Disney's got to be wishing they could just cut loose from that. Yeah, and well, I loved him so much. I thought he was, I really like, before his personal shit, I genuinely do enjoy Chris Pratt. And uh, uh, I really liked him as Star-Lord. I thought he was perfect. That first movie, some of those scenes are so fucking yeah. good. And he's so Star-Lord. But like, like the the it is really unfortunate to not, to just like, I can separate the art from the artist when it's not like rape related. But like in this instance, it's just kind of like, every time I see him, I'm like, ugh. Boo! <laughs> exactly. He, Especially uh, for this show. Instagram posts. Yeah, there's there's one actor of the Guardians who has said that there is no Guardians for them without James Gunn, and that combined with what we saw in the holiday special and what we saw in the trailer, I I think I got a strong prediction for who's going to die, and I don't need to oh, go into it. Oh, Kevin Bacon. Um, <laughs> Kevin Bacon. That's right. I yeah. loved the Kevin Bacon and Kira. The Kira when he's like, it's like Kira's on the phone. And yeah. Like, oh, I got yeah. Kevin Bacon was great. I do think it's really interesting that this means Kevin Bacon can never be in a Marvel movie, right? And I, I wonder like, what Kevin they paid Bacon him. As I wonder Kevin- what. Right. Bacon. I wonder what they paid him to say. You can never be in a Marvel movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I still think he could, as long as he was no. makeup prosthetics, uh, he could uh, be a, voice. a voice. He could be yeah. a voice. He could be yeah. a voice. Which I mean, he was. But then he they was already, and he was in a. He was in an X Men movie. He was yeah. in X Men. Yeah, uh, come on, that's not. The, that's not. It's, I know it's X-Men not. Yet. I yeah, know, it's but not. it is. He was but it, Sebastian it, Shaw. He was right. Yeah, yeah. Red leader of the Hellfire Club. He was a yeah. terrible Sebastian. Yeah. We um we haven't even mentioned non CGI Groot, by the way. Oh, what the fuck! I it was kinda, so weird. I kind of didn't <laughs> like that at all. No, I, I kind of like, hated it. I admit, I mean, yeah, it was like, no, at didn't first like I was that either. Like, I was like, is that supposed to be a person just in a Groot costume? Like, are we Chris seeing? Is, Chris like, is convinced that was actually Vin Diesel. In the costume. Oh, that'd be that'd be kind of amazing if it was. Chris was convinced of that. I, I haven't checked. It was so bad. That. And like, I guess so. I understand that's te- that's like our new young adult Groot, and that's fine. But I feel like if his head is still wrong, mm. he's got a baby head yeah. on a long, long body, and it looks wrong. It, it, it's like hebophile Groot. It, <laughs> it looks like they were like. So, you know, baby Groot dancing was uh, such a marketable success and we had angsty teenage Groot. Let's bring back the dancing and and see if we can't like it felt like a marketing decision, not like a movie decision or at least weird. a budgeting decision yeah. because then they didn't have to do CGI Groot. Right. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I hope it, he doesn't it, look like that in the Guardians three movie. Well, I, my favorite character is Rocket and we got so yeah. little of Rocket because oh, and I was like. Well, I mean, that's a lot of money to spend on mm-hmm. a holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone have anything they want to add about Guardians before we move on to uh, our next one? Rain, 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 rain. Dear, 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 dear. I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas, Christmas time, time is here. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, catchy. It's catchy. Best? No. Catchy? Things yes. It can be catchy and bad. Yeah. COVID. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the next movie we're going to talk about is, uh, Apple TV exclusive. It is spirited with, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell as the stars. It is mm-hmm. a, it is a Christmas Carol sequel. So little yes. known fact about me. I fucking love a Christmas Carol. Christmas oh, Carol's great. Christmas, Christmas Carol is my okay, favorite. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Christmas Carol? Oh, uh, here we go. 
Scrooge. Okay. We'll stop. Uh, uh, yeah. But I will say Spirited is a close second at this point hmm. because I thought it did a really great job. Much like Scrooge, it turned it, it turned it on its head, but it hit all the right notes. There's like, there's a few lines that to me have to happen in a Christmas Carol movie. Uh, spirits are the spirit. Tell me, are these visions of things that may be or things that are, you know, like all that, like the, like, the like, oh, you know, just, I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head now, but there's a few lines and spirited hit them all where I was yeah. like, this is it. Oh my God. They got this. That's from the book. That's from the book. Like, and I, I, I thought in this one, I thought the music was great. I really loved the, the, the music. And I thought the lyrics were really funny and tight uh, without being like Annie singing what's a Christmas at, at on community. Um, <laughs> I thought it was really, but I love, I am, I will, I am a sucker for Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah. I have been in love with Ryan Reynolds since uh, Van, Van Wilder, Wilder. Uh, for real. Like just was like, it was one of those things where you see someone you're like, well, that guy is going to be a star. Like that guy is amazing. And it, so I, I really loved it. Maybe more than a, a Christmas Carol sequel. It also is a bit of a deconstructed Christmas Carol, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's it's a it's a bit of a remix. All the elements are there. It hits all those those spots that that Molly's talking about, yeah. but they're not necessarily in the right order. They're not necessarily the the right characters saying them. Fucking knew mm-hmm. he was Scrooge, by the way. We both, oh, yeah. we both. Oh yeah, that was that was early on. That was there. That was not much of a spoiler. I mean, it yeah, was yeah. it was so fucking obvious. Some people that, are very surprised online by that. Review. Why? I mean, I don't know. You see him. You <laughs> see him. <laughs> you see him singing at the singing at the statue, which we see from the back, and you're like, oh, how about what if I'm what if I'm the one I was before? He's like, oh, he's fucking Scrooge. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> like it's the most obvious thing ever. See, I love uh, a Christmas Carol. I love the story of a Christmas, and I mentioned it when we talked about uh, Christmas mm-hmm. movies and stuff before Mm -hmm. i love it because to me it's a secular story uh it is it is entirely about uh being rewarded in whatever life is after this or 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 being punished in whatever life is after this is a direct result of how you treat others and it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with a relationship with god i mean yes there is some god in there because it was charles dickens and it was victorian england but for the most part that's not what the story is the story is really that scrooge treats people like shit and because he treats people yeah they show him they show him yeah. And and I really appreciate that about this story. And even in this story, it's like there's an afterlife, but it's not a Christian afterlife. In fact, the afterlife no. is a musical, which if there is an afterlife, I hope it is a musical. I'm I'm a hundred percent in mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Uh, on on musical afterlives. But but you know, you even get to the point at the end. Oh, spoiler everybody, sorry. Um where Ryan Reynolds has like changed it so it's like, well, why are we just going after Christians? Um, why aren't we going after everybody? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and, and I think that that's, that's exactly in the spirit of <laughs> the story of a Christmas Carol in that it really is about redeeming somebody from a perspective that is not a Christian perspective. It's yes. about yeah. redeeming somebody from a perspective of treat people like human beings, be decent to each other. Yeah. Um, Money doesn't matter. Yeah. No. 
I am also a Ryan Reynolds stan, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am also loving late stage Will Ferrell, and I'll tell you mm-hmm. why. Because what Will Ferrell has always excelled at, that what his shtick has always been, is absolute sincerity. Mm-hmm. The problem is that his characters in his early career were absolute morons, mm-hmm. and with kind of a mean, like a like so selfish that they were ended up being mean, and like. And you could get some laughs out of it, but it wasn't delightful. Elf, Elf for me is the turning point where yeah. that absolute sincerity finally starts working for him because he's an innocent and he's so sweet and he can do dumb and ridiculous things and you're still on board for the performance, mm-hmm. right? Stranger Than Fiction get, is uh, is an, uh, another example yeah, of where, where he... Yeah. Eurovision works. Yeah. Because you absolutely believe that this is his, this man's weird little dream. And mm-hmm. I buy him as Scrooge. I buy his entire journey simply because of, like, Will Ferrell gives it 3,000%. He oh, yeah. absolutely yeah. leans all the way in. And I... I really enjoy it. So, sorry, I'm going to cut in with my musical theater knowledge here. So, of course, the songs are written by Pasek and Paul, who mm-hmm. are the people who did the music for The Greatest Showman, and also for Dear Evan Hansen. And I will oh. say, I was a little disappointed in them. They're good. Like, the performances are great. The choreography is amazing. Oh, my God. Oh my good God. Afternoon is a banger. Choreography <laughs> is incredible. Oh, yeah. But not, I didn't walk away, besides just the phrase, good afternoon, I didn't walk mm. away with one stuck in my head, and I was surprised, because mm. every other show I've seen of theirs, I walk away with one of their licks stuck in my head, and I didn't with this one. So I was a little like, huh, that's odd. And also, number two, the man playing Jacob is the original Hades from Hades Town on Broadway. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked him up because I was like, this dude looks like Timothy Dalton, but I don't think it's Timothy Dalton. And we looked it up and yeah, he's, he is, uh, he's a big Broadway star. Yeah. I was glad they gave him, I, I was this. glad they gave him that nice beat, deep bass solo. That was very nice. That because very nice. if you've ever listened to the Hades town soundtrack, when Hades comes in, he hits a note so low. I please listen to it for the first time with earbuds in. He hits a mm. note so low, your sternum will vibrate. And, <laughs> and so when I was listening to this performance, I'm like, that can't is that's who great. is that? And then he hit that low note and I'm like, Oh, <gasps> <laughs> I, I feel like uh, what you're saying about the Will Ferrell and the sincerity or, enthusiasm too right um like if you look at his some of his most memorable snl sketches from his career like the cheerleaders cowbell things like that like like there's a lot of what comes through is this kind of you know genuine honest enthusiasm right yeah all in right total commitment and that and you get that in this um i feel like like scrooge as a like a Bah humbugs anonymous like he's kind of like worried about backsliding like an alcoholic yeah like it, like was i it, truly redeemed yeah mm-hmm. right right like mm-hmm. uh, you know he seems really worried about because, this this possible backslide this possible you know feeling again it's i like because it. he yeah. didn't actually live that long and like that oh, is yeah. so true right, it's easy to right. stick to a diet for a month yeah. right what's but, the like, number also- one cause of death in their time January. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah, that made me laugh really hard. I think anybody who lives in a cold climate understands that shit. But like oh, yeah. what what I really I truly loved was that 
you know, it was that, you know, Ryan Reynolds character when it was like, well, I don't understand, you know, we fixed you. Where is everybody? And he's like, oh, oh, no, like, I'm not changed. I just fixed this one thing. He's like, I'm not, but I'm not changed. But then like, because of the selfless act of without even thinking, you know, goes to save his friend without even, I don't even think he realized he would die. I think he's just that stuck up of his own ass that he thought he'd be, he would, you know, somehow push him out of the way and also not get hit by the bus. So like, (laughs) it was, it was like, even that he wasn't being selfless on purpose, but he did it and it was enough to trigger the thing. And that was really cool because like, I feel like that's actually kind of what happens with Scrooge in a Christmas Carol. Like he's not like, you know, he wakes up and he's not being selfless. He's like, Oh shit. Oh, there's still time. I don't have to die. That awful, sad life. I saw Uh cool, 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 cool. Uh, go get Tiny Tim's family some goose, you know, like it's not he doesn't like decide he's going to sell his company and like become a communist or anything. He just he makes that one small change. Right. That was enough. Right. Just and so I I really liked that parallel. They didn't really beat you over the head with it. It was just sort of like there to breathe, which I really liked. Um, I love that he was dead. I yeah. love that because I love that he was such dead. a big dance number that you kind of forgot, except I was like. You're remembering the ball from the beginning of the movie. And like, like, I was like that lady in the beginning, like she she got hit by that ball. And and that bus is a lot bigger than that ball. I was Um, like, how long is the timing on this freeze that we seem to be having? I don't think it's long. It was great. It was really That body fucking bounce. (laughs) Like it, it really for real, the choreography. So I, I mentioned earlier that one I love dance movies because I can't dance. I, I mean, I, I have tried. Wendy has tried to teach me, uh, and I can. I, I can. You did good. Sure to do it. You I can sort good. of do it, but I'm never. I'm never going to be amazing. It's never one of those things. And like seeing the my God, the the this chorus. The, the number of people and their precision and they were all, you know, you, you know, you, you watch something like Glee and you can tell who's the real dancers, right? Because yeah. they have the right, they have the snap. They have the, they have the right moments in their body where it's like, they're really hitting it. And every single fucking person in this, there's like 60 people in a yeah. dance number and like the tap dancers, Jesus Christ, the tap dancers. So, all right. So uh did you two like Molly and I, uh, when the like the new ghost spirit people at the big end finale say, uh, I think one of those ghosts was twerking. Uh, did you rewind to look for a, a twerking ghost or did you not rewind to look for a twerking ghost? I, was, I didn't, and I should have. I'm sad now. We we didn't see one. There we wasn't looked. a twerking ghost that well, lies we, and slander. We, we were promised twerking and we got none no uh, no, I didn't, I didn't look either but I'm glad you did Less so now I don't okay. have to well I guess we were the, we were the only ones that rode on well I was uh, I was watching it with a group so it was it was harder to oh yeah harder to, harder and to I was that. watching with the teen she wasn't gonna put up with that. <laughs> we know what we like yeah, so. um, yeah. I love how how much tap was in it that we're oh, like wow. I would love to see tap come back it's I an amazing tap. dance form so bad but also, no. I, I follow this TikToker who's doing a series called uh, Background, like focusing on background dancers. And they're always just showing a short clip and being like, look at this one right here. Look mm-hmm. at how they are giving it their all. Mm-hmm. Look at the sass and the snap. And so while Tim was rewatching it this weekend, I was sitting in the back and I'm like, oh, look at that one back there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I highly recommend everybody like. 
each dance number, pick out who's the best background dancer in that number. Go looking for them and be like, look at that one right there. With the water when they flooded and like the, the like deleted song all, that they go back to basically. Yes. Choreography was so yeah. cool. Like it was just so it I want it was so inventive. Like they, they were it was a mix of styles. Like it, it just it was so new and fresh and cool. It was really, really gorgeous. I watch I, uh, a lot of uh, versions of Christmas Carol around this time of year, and this will definitely be one that I will try to watch as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I have yeah, I have my favorite versions for different reasons, and sure. this is going to mm-hmm. be on the list. It's going to be on the list for sure. I, I think it's funny that that two things that I am interested in, like annual or maybe you know every other year seasonal Christmas rewatch the only two things I can think of in recent history that I I have added that I'm interested in are both Apple TV things. Like I could watch the Ted Lasso Christmas episode every year and I I could rewatch this maybe not next year, but the year after, because it's, you know, good dancing, good, good story. People I like. One thing I do want to say again, from a, from a secular atheist perspective about a Christmas Carol is that uh, it would have been very easy to show Scrooge, uh, burning in hell or tormented <laughs> by demons in that way. But it's not that. What you see is just a cold, lonely grave yeah, with yeah. no flowers and no tending. And it's just like you died and no one cared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's not about eternal damnation. It's not about that. And so one of the things I loved in Scrooged in that 1988 Bill Murray movie is that it's it's uh they show him getting cremated and the only people there are his brother and and his sister-in-law and no one else came and that they're just and like it's the 80s so everybody was like oh cremation is so whatever and so they're, they're burning him and that's the, you know but like it was such a like that to me is such a, a hallmark of this movie that makes it like you're saying Tim and Nick, like it is a secular movie in that way that like the ultimate misery, the ultimate thing they show him of like how bad it's going to be is you died alone and no one cared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I you didn't, you didn't love people while you were here and that there's always that missed opportunity with the person that you could have loved and that you could have been happy with if you had just opened your heart. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Alistair Sim, which is the old black and white yeah, one. That's a great one. I love that version uh, in part because the scene with the char woman in where where they're selling his bedclothes and his curtains and everything. Number one, that is almost yeah. line for line from the book. And that frequently gets nice. cut from versions because people don't seem to understand the importance of this is how little this man had. People stripped him bare, stripped his corpse bear and mm-hmm. stole his mm-hmm. bedclothes mm-hmm. to make a buck mm-hmm. because they cared so little about him. And I just, yeah. yep. I yep. love that scene when it's done well. And so I'm always, I'm always, that's one of the scenes I'm always looking for. Like, are you going to do it? And are you going to yeah. do it? Well? Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. I think, I think probably my favorite, even though I love the Alistair Sam, my favorite is probably Muppet Christmas Carol. Of course it's um, weird. But, uh, well, Kelsey <laughs> Priest, but also yeah. Albert Finney. Albert Finney makes a yeah. decent Scrooge as well, because that's the musical Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, uh, there's the George C. Scott Scrooge and like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Anyone there's have any la- last thoughts about Spirited before we move on to, to our, our next I'll one? just say good afternoon, sir. Oh, good <laughs> oh, good afternoon. Wow. Wendy, we invited you onto this oh, wow. podcast and then you dropped that. Whoa. That was someone in one of my someone in one of my meetings today 
I said, good morning or good afternoon, whatever, because, you know, yeah. central time zone. And he said, good, good afternoon. And I kind of laughed a little and he kind of laughed a little. And we had this moment of acknowledgement. <laughs> we were like, we, we both seem spirited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, you know what? I like, I, I, uh, I kind of dig that uh, Ryan Reynolds as the new present gets to get down with Sunita Manny as the as past in the afterlife. Oh, yeah. Some some hearty ghost fucking happening there. I love that she's just that her ghost of Christmas present is such a horn dog. Like <laughs> she's or past. Yeah. Past. Yeah, yeah. She's past. That's right. And also yeah. I love that they like, no, really, there really was a connection because it would have been really easy to play that as it was all in her head and he was yeah. just sort of taking advantage of an, of a quick, easy thing, yeah, but no, yeah. like they end up together. So there really was something. There. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, no. oh, that's great. Tim, do you have anything on spirited you want to say before? I, we... I just, uh, don't, it was, I, I really enjoyed it. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Great. All right. All right. So, uh, violent night, violent David, night. Yes. David Harbor, this, Movie is exactly what they sell you in the trailer, uh, and I am—I was not disappointed by anything that they gave us. It was exactly what they told you they were going to give you. Did we? It's all a great see it movie at the Draft House. No, did, I saw did, it at an AMC. Okay, Wendy, did you see it at a Draft House? So the pre-show at our Draft House featured a, a, a lot of really great things that then later I think were a, an homage in the movie. Uh, they showed a trailer for a, a movie with a, a toy train that played a specific little sound. And I think that was in the movie in Violent Night. Yeah. They played the uh, co- uh, code, uh, they dial code, code Santa. Santa yeah. yep. They played, uh, they did, a, uh, they showed a violent, Silent Night, Deadly Night, where Santa kills somebody by putting jumper cables into his eye socket and somebody died by getting electrocuted through the eye socket. They showed, there was a bunch, yeah. I think everything in the pre show was related to something in the film. And I know that's usually, that's often what they do, but it was really great. It was really great to see yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah that is, that the, is one of the best things about. Don't they esta Santa Claus like that. They showed a little trailer with, with, with kids singing that in Spanish. Yeah. And that song was in the movie. Yeah, yeah. That is one of the what? best things about going to the draft house is that's the sort of thing that they do. Uh, yeah. 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 They're very thoughtful about their pre-shows and I'm not having to watch commercials. Word. I do. Mm. I do yeah. appreciate. Yeah, that. it was violent as shit. So violent, like I a, loved like a, it so much. Like a nobody kind of, you know. Yeah. That that almost a more slapsticky John Wick. You know, it's violent when I have to look away without even trying. Every now and then, something will happen. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, I'm just like, like, and it's usually not blood. It's usually like somebody getting kicked in the knee wrong. Yeah. That's oh really yeah. Fun. It's, it's never blood. It's like real body trauma, the kind that makes you go, oh. Yeah, like 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 fifteen years of physical therapy stuff. <laughs> like yeah, that's that's uh the the violence. Like Molly and I both tend to laugh, laugh when <laughs> the violence gets very extreme like that, and so we were cackling with laughter in there the were, theater. There were eight people in the theater, including us. And so our laughter was peeling out. <laughs> no doubt. We saw, I saw it with Melissa, with Melissa yeah. Kirscher. And it was a 
pretty full theater and the people that we had a couple sitting right next to us who we vibed with immediately just you know even during the pre-show and so it was so much fun during those moments that they were getting into it as well and then we were all like sharing that experience the whole crowd was but especially with them where it's like oh oh yeah right oh god it was so much fun I'm going to take that coal and cram it right up their anus. (laughs) You can say anus because that's the medical word. (laughs) That's not Beverly D'Angelo. Beverly D'Angelo. I didn't even, the whole movie, I was like, who is this silver fox with this incredible voice? I was like, who is this bitch? I recognize her. I see her face. Who is this? And it's perfect because she's in one of the like, you know, the, the most famous Christmas movies of all time as the hot mom. So yeah, it's yeah. great. And, and I uh, am here for older women showing up as badass bitches. Oh, she's yeah. an absolute bitch and great. i love it cast her in the next uh uh benoit movie benoit Blanc. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah uh wendy have you did you have you seen righteous gemstones at all i have not yet no okay oh. so uh edie patterson who plays alva lightstone the sister the 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 daughter yeah she basically plays like the same fucking character in a um like evangelist like billionaire family uh, with john goodman as her father and danny mcbride as her brother like it's and it's basically the the same same, character very similar it really is the same character she's also in she's also in knives out she's the housekeeper in knives out so oh Oh, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. right so right um her dumb husband is the male male lead love interest in burlesque Morgan Steele. Oh my God, <laughs> he's so funny. It was all like their shitty kid. It was all. If really I'd been good. on that plane. If I, yeah, if I'd been on that plane. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. It was, I um. It was perfect. Also, I love Santa as a fucking ex Viking warrior. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. That was like the Molly was saying. Uh, uh, it's like the Neil Gaiman poem. Uh, there's a Neil Gaiman poem about Santa where it's like it's talking about how he's cursed. And like he has to, how tired he is, and he has to do this all in one night. And I just remember because it ends with a ho, 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 like very, and it's it's so good. That's all I could think of was like when he's like, I don't even remember why I started doing this in the first place. And it's dance, it's Christmas magic. I don't understand. He doesn't know how how any of it works. Yeah, nope. he yeah. Just, he's just he's just some Viking warrior who one day got turned into Santa Claus. Love it. It's great. I love when they don't uh, explain shit. Yeah. I'm a fan yeah. of don't explain shit. I don't care. You don't need to know. Like, it's just that that was the only, this is a little bit of a sidebar, but that's what ruined the movie Reign of Fire. Reign of Fire is so good. And then they're like, and this is scientifically how the dragons procreate. I'm like, no well, one gives a shit. Highlander 2. I'm sorry. Hi- you, the phrase Reign of Fire is so good was I uttered. fucking love Reign of Fire, Wendy. I fucking Except love that. it. I love it's, it. Wendy, if you prefer... Highlander one versus Highlander two. We don't need to fucking know why they are mortals. We don't need any of this explained to us why they can't fight on holy ground. It's not fucking relevant to the story. It's Christmas magic. Don't yeah, worry about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm yep. a fan of musicals. People yeah. just start singing and dancing. Shut up. Right. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't have to make oh. sense. Back to spirit quick, because that, that is one of my favorite parts about it was how self-aware they all were when the music would start up and it'd be like, Oh God, Oh, okay. I guess we're doing this. Uh, song time. <laughs> no, no, we got to yeah. do this. And Jacob yeah. kept being like, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh. I don't want to do that. If we don't have to do this, I'd rather not. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm down with, uh, 
this late career of uh, John Leguizamo playing yeah. playing some. He's been doing a lot of weird shit lately. A lot of lot of roles that do not match up with the beginning of his career. I liked him as the overdone Christmas hating Scrooge villain. Uh, and that was fun. His reasons for it hating was so ridiculous. were so good. It was so good. And to have it be like, no, I was born to end Christmas. And that's why <laughs> I am so ready to kill Santa Claus. Like, And the fact that it's like, again, I, I really appreciate that we are seeing. I mean, this is really telling. I think if there were movies during the French Revolution, this is probably what they would have been like. But we're seeing a lot of fuck the uber wealthy they are out of touch and don't deserve our love or respect. And, and like maybe they're, you know, protagonists, but it's, they are the, the John Leguizamo's character. The reason he hates Christmas is because Christmas was amazing until his dad lost his job and he realized that Christmas is money and that you can't have a good Christmas without money. And then it, and then it, and it's, oh my God, it's just so, and the same with the glass onion. Yeah. And, you know, there's been a lot of good movies lately about oh, rich the menu. Kitty. Like, if you haven't seen the menu yet, my friends, oh, I like we're, we're yeah. very excited. We're very the excited. The anti capitalist greed, the Which, menu. Also has isn't he in that as well? He's amazing in that. So when you're talking yeah. about late stage, like later career, John Leguizamo, you're in for a fucking treat. Exciting. That's great. Exciting. Yeah, I uh, uh, seeing David Harbor in this uh, made me really long for a better shot with him as Hellboy. Like they fucked that movie up so bad, and it was such a waste because mm. seeing him in this really drives home the fact that he could have been an amazing Hellboy, and that movie was dog shit. He embodies, it's part of what makes Stranger Things work, that yeah. he embodies a just a weary disdain, and he's so fucking tired, and he's so worn out, and yet he will also absolutely put himself on the line for his kid, for a and kid, like because he still has a big heart and it's what makes him perfect is this particular santa i love oh. how tired of the bullshit he is and yet yeah. and yet you believe he would step yeah. up also david harbour's so hot oh, oh my god. god oh my god the <laughs> little ponytail i, no, oh I was not god. prepared for he took off his shirt and i was like stop <laughs> like, I can't. Oh, like, you got like the sunwheel tattoos and shit. Oh, I know, yeah. I know. Uh, am I so honestly? Am I honestly for like having a thing for man with a man bun? But <laughs> the uh, uh, the guy who played, uh, uh, we'll just call him our man, Dad, the protagonist, Dad, Alex Hassel. I could not figure out where I know him from. Uh, he's translucent in the boys, and he's vicious in the new Cowboy Bebop show. Oh, that's yeah. where I was like, oh, let me yeah. know this dude's face. Yeah, yeah. he's vicious. It was those teeth. Yeah, yeah it was vicious. the teeth. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, well. If it isn't the invisible cunt. Exactly. Yeah. The invisible cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but... uh, so do, I, I heard some people speculating that we'll get a sequel to this. <gasps> uh, instead of Violent Night, it would be Deadly Night. Oh, sure. Mm. Uh, that would be perfect uh, I, also only if we get a Mrs. Claus. Yeah, that was right. my biggest disappointment about this movie. It's like when that slow showed up, I thought for sure we were going to get to see Mrs. Claus. And where the ring fell off, I was like, oh, she's going to show up and pick yeah. up the ring and yeah, have the hammer. Yeah, yeah. And she's going to hand him that. Like I figured something was going to happen there. 
Yeah, I was I was really hoping for a Winona Ryder, Mrs. Claus showing up. Oh. That would have been great. I mean, that would have been sweet. Also, I will always accept Charlize Theron. Sure. If like a badass Mrs. Claus showed up with her own weapon, she's, be someone... she's his wife from eleven hundred years ago. So yeah. you gotta look like a Viking. That's yeah. the thing. Like she's got to have someone. I want someone with like shoulders that fill a doorway. Give me Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. Oh right. my God, Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn Christie to be Mrs. Claus. Oh, yeah. the, the point is, the point is, they they missed the opportunity for a a Mrs. Claus cameo right at the end. That the or yeah. if, or so are like, they here's what I want. We got Violent Night next to be Deadly Night, and then the third and the final installment is All Is Calm. Except they ruin it by calling it All Is Calm Night. That's what uh, they would do. All right. So there are two movies that you yeah. see that yeah. haven't. Uh, the first one you guys mentioned was Christmas Bloody Christmas. Yes, we yes. saw Christmas tell, Bloody tell Christmas. Shutter exclusive, right? Shutter exclusive. Um, it is It is not full on meta. I want to make it clear, but it is definitely an homage trying to capture that vibe of that 90s uh, sort of 90s culture. While also mm. like this slasher thing. Is it set in the nineties? No, not to, oh. not not explicitly, but like although they're talking about a lot of stuff that's nineties centric. So, but they but they don't like ever do anything that says this is the year. Like but, the set and the and the props don't look like they're old or anything. Not particularly, but everything they're talking about. But then again, that's what nerds do is talk about old media. Mm. So is you it could just matter sort of, the way Scream is meta. No, not at all. It oh, is okay. an homage. It is not meta. But like okay. you, that's the vibe you're going to get is this sort of 90s B slasher. Like okay. it's about a killer. <laughs> it's about a robot Santa that goes berserk and starts murdering people. Like Futurama. Or Westworld. Yeah. yeah. And, like I mean, Santa and Futurama. Yeah. It's, like, it's, basically, it's basically Christmas world. Yes. Um, yeah. Paper thin. Paper thin premise, and that's exactly what you want for a slasher like this. Like, is it at all English, or is the is it? It's not Christmas, bloody Christmas in that way. It is just slasher Christmas. It is just slasher Christmas. Yeah. Okay. And it's a, lots it's of a, really good kills and really brutal stuff in it. Honestly, and also par with Violent Night or more brutal. Um, different because it's a slasher. Okay. It's a different kind of brutal okay. Okay. because it's about. It's about the murderizing. Yeah, slasher films the, are about sorry. about about creating death in creative and interesting ways. Um, Does it follow the slasher rules where uh, where the these sexy teens are the ones getting slaughtered and the virgin is the final girl? No, they are twenty somethings. We have moved beyond that, and in fact, there is a great scene where the robot is murdering a family, and it's intercut with a really ex- like not explicit but a pretty hot sex scene. And I really yeah. kind of like the, the juxtaposition max. of it. What? Is it? Is there a final girl? There is definitely a final girl. And um, okay. we get and not one, not two, not even three, but about a half dozen re-kills. This mm. robot just keeps coming. That's what happens with robots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, now I am going to offer a slightly different take than Wendy. She really enjoyed yeah, you it. Hate, you hate horror movies. Yeah. I don't care for horror problem. movies, but I got to be honest, I was bored. Oh. I was really not interested in it. And it was because um, like the first like half hour of the movie is really just this one main character talking a lot. 
<laughs> um, and the kills haven't started Exposition happening Jones. yet. And it, it was just like, it wasn't even exposition. It was just talking a lot. She was like Ooh. talking about stuff and, and her, like her 90, her music obsessions and her movie obsessions and having like this really long kind of weird foreplay with this dude. She says she's not into, but it, she really is kind of into him. Um, and then you got to the kills and uh, it was just like, they kind of kept going and I didn't find them. I, I mean, Wendy really, I mean, and I don't want to say the, most of the other people we watched it with thought the kills were gay. And I was like, oh, well, there was another kill with an ax. Um, hmm. And I will say that the other thing that turns me off in slasher films every time is when you kill a kid. Um, mm. I just, I'm like, I just, uh, yeah, maybe it's because I'm a dad. Maybe it's just because I'm like, maybe it's just because I'm like, this is too easy. Uh, you know, I'm with you on the too easy. It's always yeah. like, oh man. And then guess what? In this movie, the kid fucking dies. Yeah. <laughs> there, uh, uh, and then, I, and then there is, there's like this prolonged final girl sequence that everybody else thought was great. And I was like, after the second or third time, wouldn't you make sure it stays the fuck down? With, oh yeah, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, run, run, double run, tap. Yeah, it's like I, tap. It, it, yeah. she didn't yeah. seem dumb enough to be like, "Well, I'm finally safe." <laughs> it's just, but she that's, always, that's, always was. And, and it wasn't. I'm assuming it wasn't done for humor, like in. Okay, so I really love scary movie, uh, and the way that it lampoons slashers specifically. But they have one in the very first one. There's a very long final girl. It's the the opening where she just keeps tripping and she keeps yeah. falling and she keeps stumbling and the garage like, door. Yeah, and the garage yeah. door and like the, the killer is like waiting, like, oh, I'll wait, you know, like and things like and it's not I'm assuming it's not done for comedic effect. It no. feels it no, feels it's done. Really like it's, no, it's just it's just uh continuing to riff on the theme, right? Like, yeah. It's like yeah. the end of Terminator. Yeah, and it's and I wanna be clear, I find it personally frustrating. Like there's like ugh why can't they be smart, but then I also recognize that's not this movie. And if that's the movie sure. I want, I need to watch a different movie. But this movie signaled its intent from the get-go. Something yeah. I find very intriguing is uh, this movie was directed and written by a person named Joe Bagos, whose name is a red broken link on Wikipedia. So uh, nobody even bothered to make him a Wikipedia article explaining who the fuck he yeah, is before his movie came out. There's, Except there's not a lot about him on IMDb either. Yeah. There's, some, there's some previous projects, but I I did notice that... Jonah Ray is in this? Yeah. I, I did notice that... Um, uh, Riley Dandy, who I think plays the lead in Christmas Bloody Christmas, uh, Tori Toomes, is also in A Hollywood Christmas. Well, that's interesting, yes. isn't it? That's why <laughs> we switched. But I, real quick, I do want to give yeah, yeah, a yeah. shout out to Joe Bagos. He is young in his career, but what he has been doing with horror is actually really exciting. This for him was, you know, getting what handed. Has he done? Uh, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, For him was getting handed a small budget to do something small and quick and have some fun with it. And so he just was riffing on a theme that he likes. VFW is a bunch of old, crusty military vets pulling an assault on Precinct 13, basically. Like they they end up getting um, sort of 
uh, trapped in their VFW that they have gathered to reminisce about and, and have to fight off a gang of toughs. And, but Bliss, which is on Shudder as well, and I do recommend Bliss, Bliss is a really hmm. fun take hmm. on vampire mythos hmm. along with tortured artist mythos. Hmm. So, and it with a female lead, and there's some really beautiful, he's got really beautiful, gross visual style. Christmas Bloody Christmas is a, is a hot 87 minutes. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it's got a 70% on Roddy T's. It does not have an audience score yet, hmm. but, uh, or the audience score is, is, is dash dash. So it, ha- it hasn't yeah. hit the threshold for number of. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's it's more really- than 50 ratings, but not enough for uh, audience, but yeah, I mean, I'll say, uh, uh, maybe it's, maybe it's my, you know, a reflection of just liking punk music, but, uh, I dig a short movie. Oh yeah. yeah it's 87. Horror. Like actually yeah. a slasher. Should oh, never yeah. top 90 minutes. No. What are you doing? Horror, and sh- the thing about horror is like short form horror, both in, in literature and in cinema is a, is a constant, right? Like that's yeah. a good, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you, you hit them hard. You leave them wanting more. That's some of my favorite, uh, some of my favorite horror is short stories yeah. uh, mm-hmm. where, or novellas where you're just like, Oh fuck. what? Because they tend to focus on a real strong central theme image or yeah. something that just gets into your brain. Yeah. If you want to read something super fucked up, uh, 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 a short story called things have gotten worse since we last spoke. Mm. Just Ooh. Putting that out well, there. <laughs> and, well, Wendy, the, the two other movies of his, you mentioned VFW is, is 92 minutes and bliss is 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. Our man so, has a has yeah. I'm I'm, in, I'm into this. I, I I added those to our list for stuff to check out. Yeah, yeah. VFW played real well at Fantastic Fest, and uh, and that's why I cho- that's why I checked out Bliss because it was the same director, yeah. and I was hearing good things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the star of Christmas Bloody Christmas is a supporting role in Hollywood Christmas, which is uh, debuting on HBO Max, and it is oh, very much a meta. Christmas rom-com. It okay. is in fact a movie within a movie because oh, it's a, tonight. No. It is a Christmas direct a person who is a female director who is directing this Christmas movie in the movie. In the movie. Yes. Talking about what what Christmas movies have to be fighting the studio about like no, that's not what a Christmas movie is. And is she's she making got, like a Hallmark movie, would you say, or is she trying oh, to make something much. new? No, okay. no. She and is so, like, this is the formula. Trust the formula. Yeah. Sure. And so in trying to make a Christmas movie that fits the formula and gets thwarted, she ends up living the tropes and going through the tropes Precisely. in her life as she's attend. Oh, that sounds great. Precise. And the lead in Christmas Bloody Christmas plays the lead in the movie within the movie. Oh, oh. that's funny. That's and she so is funny. hilarious as vain, stupid, self-obsessed city lady actor. who moves home and gets taken in by the farm guy wearing flannel <laughs> well but she the because you get to see her as the actress in the sure. movie yeah and so yeah. you get all the fun of dealing with how that's dumb fun. actors are that's fun yeah no i i so yeah i boy i hate hallmark christmas stuff like i i <laughs> Here's my one exception. I think I told this to Nick a couple weeks ago. I will see every gay Christmas movie. 
If it's a gay Christmas movie, I'm in. There's one with uh, 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 the guy who plays Sheldon, Jim Parch. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I want to see that one. It looks. Sweet. And I want to see that. I don't think that's a Christmas movie, but I, it's it's a. It it's is a, a Christmas movie. It is, is it? A, it is a. He is dying at Christmas movie. Oh, okay. Boyfriend right. home to see his family, etc. In defense of this movie, this movie is very meta and is in fact making fun. And that's what I was going to say is like, so that sounds like something that I could at least enjoy because it's making fun of it. I don't like when things are, quote, making fun of it, but actually they're just being it. Well, it, I mean, you know, and like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, things like that. I'm gonna say it's a little bit of both, right? It's, it's making fun of the trope. There's no question of it, but it is also embracing the trope because Does this the is the movie. Get- this is the movie that that Wendy was talking about, you know, talking about these movies are sort of a warm blanket. You're sitting, you know, wrap yourself in a warm blanket, sit by the fire and sip your sip your hot apple cider kind of movie. Um, and so this movie is both. It is both making fun of that kind of movie, but also embracing the comfortability of it. So I don't know if you'd like it or not. I, I, like I, I don't find love in a man that was previously not someone she considered to have status. Um. She she finds love with the antagonist, but I will say in this case, they did a good job that the antagonist is never like my problem with a lot of these movies is like, no, they're really just a jerk. And now you're having to force like you set up the conflict so well that now you're having to do a lot of backpedaling to make me believe mm-hmm, that there's something mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. No, he's really charming. But also I'm going to sell this movie to you. Missy Pyle is in it. Oh, and she's adorable. I like Missy Pyle. Um, She is the German uh, uh, dodgeball player from Dodgeball, and she is also the alien girl from Galaxy Quest. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, like, kind of weirdo. Yeah. She like, also, I forget the name she's of her in, character uh, in Josie Dude and the Pussycats, but it's yeah. perfect. She's the, alien, she's the alien in Dude Where's My Car, I is think, she, as well. Is she? Maybe I'm and she's wrong. in Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, uh-huh. maybe I'm wrong, and she's not. She's got a very like severe jaw, like yes. a very sharp jaw, yes. right? Yeah, she's very, mm-hmm. very, very. Yeah, maybe it's not. Maybe she wasn't in Dude Where's My Car. It's someone else who looks a lot like her. They got, they got, they couldn't get <laughs> Missy Pyle. They got discount Missy Pyle for that. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, there's I, also an adorable assistant character to the director who is really adorable she's practically a cartoon character so i think i would love to hear your thoughts on it i would love for you to watch it just to hear what you think of it we'll we'll check it out we've got some uh we we've got some uh stuff to watch scrooge is on streaming now just fyi everybody (laughs) amazon my brother my brother's been texting me constantly uh scrooge he's watched it i think at least three times at this point uh uh, cause with, that was our favorite Christmas movie as kids. And, and, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the frozen homeless man lives in my head rent free and makes me feel guilty constantly. Like every time winter <laughs> comes around, uh, it's why we hand out hand warmers every time we see somebody asking for spare change, because yeah. part of me is like, not on my watch. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we, literally, we literally have like 22 packs of <laughs> chemical hand warmers in our glove box and side compartment just to like. I'm sorry, you're outside. <laughs> Keep your hands warm. Good luck. But uh, yeah, I did come I, up with questions, by the way. Oh, oh, oh shit. Got oh, five shit. Questions. oh, shit. Just three. It's a, Just it's three. Christmas miracle. Three, three questions. questions. Three questions. questions. It's a Christmas three questions. miracle. 
It's a, it's not quite a Hanukkah miracle because she's only got three questions, oh. but it's it's close enough. Well, it's I'm close glad enough. it's not a Christmas miracle. Not enough for Jesus. It's an atheist Christmas. It's, it's an yeah. Xmas yeah. miracle. Yeah, those extra um, two questions, those are those are God's questions, and we're not angels, doing those. Angels share. Yeah. Uh, okay. Worst Christmas food or mm. candy or snack. Oh, worst Christmas food, ham. I hate ham. I don't know why. And I I think the only reason that people do ham is because everyone's like, well, we just did turkey. Like, we just had it. We have to yeah, have so have it again. Let's have ham. I, I hate it. I think it's gross looking with its glaze and it's studded with cloves and it's like it's all glistening and it just looks pink and wobbly. And sometimes there's the bone in the center just to really drive home, like which is crazy because there's no bones in ham. Ham is completely created. They put the bone in on purpose. It's crazy gross. Uh, 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 <laughs> So I've, I've talked about it before. Uh, all the foods I associate with Christmas tend to be Norwegian. That's just <laughs> my family's deal. Uh, so I got a twofer here, uh, Svetsupa and Krumkaka. Um, so Svetsupa is sweet soup. Ugh. It's it's like plum soup. It's like Ugh. cold plum soup. It's fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like picture something that, that looks like good. brown plum soup like and you got it bowl it. of plum sauce it's gross yeah <laughs> uh and then uh krum kaka is it's a it's like a waffle cookie it's like if you take lefsa and you roll it into a cone and then cook it so it's so brittle that if you look at it wrong it crumbles to dust and you're supposed to eat it and enjoy it but the second you touch it it's gone <laughs> like it's like fucking like it picked the wrong grail like it is that cookie is gone <laughs> That and like snapped at that cookie. They are they're yes, they're very disappointing desserts. And they're really greasy. Like like they are pitched as desserts and they are what you give to a child to punish them. <laughs> uh so so I have two answers as well. Uh the first is uh jello with vegetables in it. I, I don't what? even I it's like what what Aspect? is that even the fuck about? Like at like well, no, like, I'm not. I'm talking about not gelatin, a, but like Jello. Yeah, Jello. Like you take Jello and then you put celery in it. Like what? Like what's that even Jell-O. about? I've never yeah. heard of that. that oh. oh, it's a thing. That's it's a, a war thing. Crime. It's a. It's it's the worst. And the other, which is slightly more tongue in cheek, and I realize that others will here will on this podcast will disagree with me, but mulled wine because you take wine. And you make it hot and you put spices in it. And I just don't even understand how you can take something that's gross and make it grosser. It just yeah. doesn't make sense it's to me. It's not so, great. So mulled wine is the other thing that just Christmas. I don't understand why Christmas did that. So uh, Andy, what about you? Candy canes. Mm. Oh, I don't love what? them. I don't. And I love peppermint. They're too sweet. Um, they're not. They're not you, you. Your mouth gets sticky, and then when you try to chew them, they just all get stuck in your teeth. It's the worst. And if you do it wrong, they get really sharp, and then you can actually stab yourself in the tongue and make yourself bleed. I'm I'm just saying, uh, it's a good weapon, though. Yeah, Here, I'm gonna, as, as evidence from Violent Night. Ha ha. I don't I don't know if this will show up on the camera or not, but look at those two delicious bowls of stew. Nope, that's <laughs> no. That no. is, Ugh. yeah, look at it. Look at no. it. It Herc. looks like someone had a bad time in the bathroom. Um, question two, Wendy. <laughs> uh, best Christmas carol for atheists. Oh. Uh, best Christmas carol, carol for mm-hmm. or Chris- Christmas song. What's Christmas it like a song. good Christmas song oh. for an atheist? Jingle bells? 
Is that really best? I don't. I mean, I don't. So here's the thing, Wendy. I there's no Christmas music I enjoy. It's okay. At all. I I think there's one song that gets stuck in my head and I can never remember what it is. And when I hear it, I'm like, oh yeah, this one's not so bad. Uh, so like, hmm. yes, baby, please come home. Mm, okay, that's a good that one. is my favorite Christmas song. Specifically, the U2 version is my favorite. But uh, yeah, that that one to me is is secular. Because it's just like I'm looking around and everyone's everyone's happy and they got what they want and all I yeah. want is you home for Christmas. Yeah. Sleigh bells. I like oh, sleigh bells. That's a good one too. Pretty much that's any version too. of it, I I, I really Which enjoy. Which one is sleigh bells? Just hear those sleigh bells ding a ling ting 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 ling too. Yeah. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Let's, let's go. go. Yeah, that one's yeah. fun. Let's I love watching. I love watching people perform that one because they always. Smack and then I'm gonna rhyme the words. Snow with snow. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> That's the only reason why I like sleigh bells is number one, watching the percussion have a good time. But oh, then yeah. they get to sure. smack. What about smack. you? What do you think? Uh silver bells. Oh sure. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silver bells. It's lilting and lovely, and it's mm-hmm. all about specifically Christmas in the city. Cause so yeah. much gets around this fake iconography of country christmas fuck you very oh, yeah, much Burrier and ives right yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah the, sure. i was uh my mom uh I, I was i was forced to sing christmas carols in the car anytime we went anywhere with my mom from uh thanksgiving until until christmas uh so i know an inordinate number of christmas carols <laughs> someone who's never actually gone caroling or who has never like been a christmas performer <laughs> Okay. Is, is, is here we come a wassailing? Is that is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. That is not religious. It's technically, it, it's technically you could say it's a say true, but not. Really well, yeah, because uh, uh, wassailing is uh, uh, go, is a tradition that goes back to Vikings. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah why not? And I we'll do love here we come a wassailing. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fun bonus fact: a song that gets stuck in my head year round is "Good King Wenceslas." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I'm so sorry. It yeah. sucks. It's probably because it's a song that's frequently associated with Scrooge. There are a, a great number yeah. of Christmas Carol yeah. uh, versions that use "Good King Wenceslas." And I, 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 uh, yeah. I will just be like walking outside. It's mid-August, and in my head, I'm like, "Good King Wenceslas looked out on, on the, the feast of Stephen." I'm like, yeah. "Why? <laughs> Why?" Uh, feast of Stephen ain't for a month or two yet. Shut I up, brain. I think it's a good walking song. That's why it's like a jaunty beat. It is jaunty. Uh, Third and final question. Um, An adult Christmas tradition, like, right. One that you, what is a Christmas tradition you have found as an adult? Christmas crackers, which uh, I did not grow up English, obviously. So we had, yeah, the pull, the pullable, the English. Oh, they're great. Uh, uh, I, I, as an adult, just made a decision that I was going to be purchasing them because we, we go to Nick's family's, uh, Christmas house, uh, go to his house for Christmas on Christmas Eve. And so there's, you know, there's about eight of us. And so I, I buy a thing of crackers and do, we do the pull and I, I just, I love it, but it's not something I ever did as a kid. And I think it's very fun. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good I- one. I love them. I, uh, I'm just going to go with uh, not getting up at the crack of dawn. Sleeping in on Christmas morning, that is the best. Having kids who don't care, they're not like, I must get up at the crack of dawn to open presents. They're like, whatever, 9 o'clock, that sounds good. Yeah, okay. Oh, I love it. 
I love that Christmas morning is not a get up super fucking early morning. I, it's great. So I think along those lines for me, Tim, mine is um, our Christmas tradition, like Molly was saying, is so the youngest person in my family that we're celebrating Christmas with is my sister who's 17, mm-hmm. right? And she's like a, she's a very mature 17. She's always been like, you know, an, an old soul, a sarcastic yeah, she, little yeah. bitch. Um, uh, she doesn't hear this. It's fine. Uh, but so, um, so we do, we hang out with my family. It's a fairly adult Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, right? We, we all know the mm-hmm. score. We're not doing anything crazy or super flamboyant. And I love that. And then Christmas morning, because we have nibblings that are young and the kids, you know, Christmas morning, yeah, they're bitty. We get to do Christmas morning with kids, but they're somebody else's kids. <laughs> and all the noisy toys that they open up, we don't have to live with. And all the, and we go do this at Molly's brother's house. And then we leave. So, and then we leave. Yeah. And we can leave whenever we want. So we get as much of that magic as we want or can bear. And then we get to fuck off and go back home. It's great. My uh, twin nieces are very into Gabby's dollhouse right now. And it took all of my willpower not to buy him, not to buy them each a Gabby's dollhouse karaoke microphone (laughs) uh, with with all the songs and the sounds. And I was like, I sent it to him and I was like, this is how much I love you. I am not purchasing two of these. (laughs) Like like batteries included assembled and ready to rock. Yeah. All you got to do is turn it on and it's happening. Yeah, yeah totally. Totally. <laughs> what about uh, you, Wendy? What's your favorite? Um, I actually, it's borrowed from the Wicks. We have fondue mm. it on Christmas Eve. Hey. Oh, yeah. Nice. I got pulled into the Wicks. It's now our tradition that we love and we are now sharing it with friends in Texas. Absolutely love it. Fondue, it's God sauce. It's God sauce and it good. accepts all forms of communion. That's right. <laughs> it's excellent. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. So there's my three questions. Thank awesome. you. Thanks, Simply Wendy. having a wonderful oh, Christmas time. I hate uh, that song so much. So All right. Um, so we've talked about some some uh, some new Christmas movies. Are any of these going to be a, a tradition for our listeners? We'd love to know. Is there something we missed Violent this night. that isn't just another Hallmark Christmas movie that none of us are particularly interested in? Uh, let us know. Um Otherwise, uh, you can answer our five questions, which you'll find on our website, and you can send those answers to five questions at geekswithoutgod.com. We'll read them on an episode. Uh, and if you include your address in your answers, we will send you a sticker. Um, otherwise, uh, happy secular Christmas, everyone. Yeah, happy, right. happy, happy secular uh, Xmas festival of light. This is our time. It's our time down yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know what? And if you have religious family that are talking about the war on Christmas or anything like that, you can just remind them that it wasn't the atheists that made Christmas secular. It was the capitalists. That's right. So, so they can, they can blame the toy companies and the, and the big, uh, fortune 500 companies for that. That wasn't us. Dollar sign back in Christmas, baby. Yeah. (laughs) And with that, we've been geeks without God and we'll be back next Tuesday with another godless episode. Bye. 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 Just pitballing here, but what if for the sequel, if Santa was Gimli and he used an axe? We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks.
Geeks Without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging and listen to past podcasts at geekswithoutgod.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Geeks Without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Put on your Christmas shoes.